is Jesper Bratt on minutes restrictions? And also, what do I think about the goalie tandem of Mackenzie Blackwood and VTech Vanacek? And also, Miles Wood, please be a better leader. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. Your Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. I hope everyone has had a day to digest that god-awful performance by the New Jersey Devils because it was a tale of what we were doing uh, during the course of last season, which is the New Jersey Devils get off to a respectable start, then the second period completely crash and burn, and by the time we try to amount a comeback, It's too little, too late. And before any of you ask in the YouTube comments, yes, I'm wearing a Seattle Kraken shirt. I can like multiple NHL teams. I've said this many times, so please don't roast me for wearing a Seattle Kraken shirt. Also, my mentor is the play-by-play announcer for the radio feed. Shout out to Everfence Hugh. Now, what's on the agenda for today's episode? Well, we're going to talk about the goalie situation for New Jersey Devils. I didn't think we would be discussing it this early, but... Here we are because obviously a lot of people are pushing for Mackenzie Blackwood to be moved to the backup position. And I'm going to give you guys my two cent opinion on the situation because you don't want to read too far into it. But at the same time, you can't underestimate it uh, either. So uh, the second talking point for today's episode, we're going to talk about Jesper Bratt's minutes because Ryan Novozinski asked Lindy Ruff a tough question. And the way Lindy Ruff responded and went about it, not really a good look, especially for someone who's only signed to a one-year deal, and especially for someone like Lindy Ruff, who could potentially be on the hot seat if the season uh, goes the way of how the first game went. And then uh, then we're going to talk about Miles Wood and what he said to Amanda Stein and how I'm a little concerned with the overall uh, game plan for New Jersey Devils and how they present themselves. So let's talk about the goalie situation, uh, like I said, for the first topic. So what should happen to Mackenzie Blackwood? Because in the previous game against the Philadelphia Flyers, not a good outing for Mackenzie Blackwood. He got off to a pretty decent start, and Amanda Stein actually acknowledged it during the course of the game. She said, I don't want to jinx anything, but New Jersey Devils, Mackenzie Blackwood has been really strong so far tonight. His movements are the cleanest and most fluent we've seen in a very long time. Needless to say, she did jinx it because that tweet did not age too well. I even, uh, you know, called her out on it. Look, look, I'm not, when, when I call out Amanda Stein, it's not because I'm trying to be rude or disrespectful. It's out of love. And, you know, I even said this in my response. I said, I love you, Amanda, but this tweet aged poorly. And she actually responded to it very quickly. She said, that's okay. People keep shoving it in my face, but I stand by what I said at the time. His movements were fluid and clean compared to watching him struggle in the games we saw last season where his movements in the crease was slower and hampered. So, yes, that outing for Mackenzie Blackwood wasn't really good. And, you know, it raises some concerns for New Jersey Devils fans. Now, I said in the previous episode, if Mackenzie Blackwood continues to play like he did in game number one, then Vitek Vanacek is going to take that starting spot away from him. But here's the problem. Vitek Vanacek doesn't have any experience of being a starter. So there's a huge difference. And, and you know, this is pretty much a, a no-duh kind of response. There's a huge difference between being a starting goalie 
and a backup goalie. But what do you do in this sort of circumstance? Because, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood, during the course of preseason, he was actually pretty solid and he was making very nifty saves. And we saw it in the Montreal Canadiens game, the first preseason game of the year, in which Mackenzie Blackwood looked like he was doing pretty well. And then in this game, it was the complete opposite. And I said preseason is different than regular season. And, and now fans are already pushing for Mackenzie Blackwood to move to the backup position. And I decided to make a sort of a prediction as to what I think is going to happen, especially since we're going to be playing the Detroit Red Wings when this episode goes live a little later tonight. So here's where I stand with Mackenzie Blackwood. I still think he is the go-to guy for New Jersey Devils. I still think he should be the starting goalie. And I might get some slack for this, but here's why. Let's not overreact here. It's game one of many guys. Now, if Mackenzie Blackwood is doing this a month into the season, that's when you raise a concern. But I'd say give Mackenzie Blackwood at least one more chance to redeem himself because, you know, it's game one, guys. Everyone's going to come out rusty. Everyone's going to come out, you know, not really at full strength. And uh, I told you guys, don't read too far into preseason, but I will use this uh, talking point. Remember, the New Jersey Devils had a successful preseason. They were actually performing really well. If the New Jersey Devils had an awful preseason like the Arizona Coyotes, then I would be very concerned. But they had a decent outing during the course of preseason, and some key players were actually performing quite respectably, including Mackenzie Blackwood. So, yes, Mackenzie Blackwood didn't have a good game against a team like the Philadelphia Flyers. But uh, some people have brought to my attention that, you know, John Tortorella, even though he's not really theoretically a good coach, he still had a good game plan for this specific game. And some of those goals that were led up by Mackenzie Blackwood, can you really put all the blame on Mackenzie Blackwood if you look back at the replay? Because I said it in the last episode, the defense was porous. And, you know, you leave Mackenzie Blackwood very vulnerable. you got to help him out in that sort of aspect. And I've told you guys this before. I am very hesitant when blaming a goalie for giving up a power play goal because, you know, that that's the penalty killer's job to try to get the puck down to the other side of the rink. And the New Jersey Devils, it seems like based on my vantage point, were struggling to clear the puck. I even tweeted it out when the Flyers were on the map advantage and they were getting good shots off. I said, clear the freaking puck. Because if you don't, and if you leave them in their attacking end, when they have the man up advantage for too long, bad things are going to happen. So digressing a little bit, I think Mackenzie Blackwood is still going to get the start in a game against the Detroit Red Wings. And that's going to be sort of his final chance. But even if even if he does have a bad outing, you can't just thrust Vitek Vanacek into the starting role because Vitek Vanacek doesn't have any experience of being a starter. He's been a backup for most of his young career. So it's just like you got to ease into it. So I'd say either Vitek Vanacek is going to rotate with Mackenzie Blackwood regularly before they just give uh, Vitek Vanacek more consistency in between the pipes and then they'll make him the starter just so – you know, you don't thrust them into an uncomfortable position because remember what happens when you thrust a goalie, particularly a backup goalie, into an uncomfortable position. Look at what happened to Akira Schmidt. Look what happened to Nico Dawes. And, you know, look what happened to Scott Wedgwood early on. They were not prepared to take on the larger role when Mackenzie Blackwood and Jonathan Bernier went down. So, guys, we would be making the same mistake in my eyes like we did last year, which is we thrust someone into a position that they're not comfortable with, and that comes back to bite us. So I don't want Vitek Vanacek to be put into an uncomfortable position at this point. There's really no reason to. There's no reason to be waving the red flag. I get it. You're frustrated. I get it. That should have been an easy victory. I get that the New Jersey Devils' effort against the Philadelphia Flyers was somewhat pathetic. 
But at the same time, guys, this is game one of many. I can't reiterate this enough. The season's not over. It's far from it. Now, if this is game 50, if it's two months in, whatever the case might be, yes, that's when you're concerned. The goal for the New Jersey Devils is do not get yourselves out of the running for a wild card position come December because that's sort of what happened last year. Even though they weren't officially out of the running, they made it harder for themselves and a lot would have had to go, go right in that instance. And, you know, at, at that point, people were saying the season was over. So there's really no reason to make any drastic uh, changes like that by, you know, making VTech Vanacek your starter. Now, if Mackenzie Blackwood continues to do it, then absolutely 100% VTech Vanacek starter. But, you know, be very cautious, be conservative about it, because once again, I, I, I'm not against VTech Vanacek potentially being a starter for New Jersey Devils. I just don't want to rush him into a position that, um, you know, that we really don't need to put him in at this point. So I'd say plan accordingly if you're the New Jersey Devils. And speaking of plan accordingly, we're going to talk about Lindy Ruff and his minutes restrictions on Jesper Bratt and not acknowledging it. So we'll talk about that momentarily. But first, I want to bring you guys the first and only live read this morning. And comes from our friends at BetOnline. So BetOnline.net is your number one source for all football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores of every sport out there. The fastest, easy way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. So the biggest talking point in today's episode is discussing the minutes restrictions on Jesper Bratt, even though he doesn't need any minutes restrictions. So Ryan Ovezinski, he's a friend of the show, and he's a beat writer for the New Jersey Devils writing for NJ.com. He asked Lindy Ruff last night after the game a very important question because Jesper Bratt registered about 15 minutes of ice time in last night's matchup against the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, some, some of the more casual fans will probably be like, okay, if he wants higher minutes, then he should be playing better. Well, here's the thing. He was playing better. He had two assists in the, in the previous game. So it's just like, and the Devils had two goals. So Jesper Bratt assisted on both the goals that the New Jersey Devils uh, had and uh, when he was out there, it seemed like the New Jersey Devils kicked their urgency into high gear. So it just seemed like Jesper Bratt was out there and actually contributing quite nicely for a New Jersey Devils. So Ryan Ovazinski was in the right to ask Lindy Ruff, like, hey, why, why, why is Jesper Bratt only getting 15 minutes of ice time? And Lindy Ruff's answer is not good, especially for someone like me who's been defending him. So in last night's matchup, uh, Jesper Bratt had 15 minutes and 57 seconds of ice time. And if you need some reference as to, um, you know, how little ice time he received, Yegor Sharangovich had more ice time. Andre Pilat had more ice time. Eric Halla had more ice time. Jack Hughes obviously had more ice time. Tomas Tatar had more ice time. Dawson Mercer had more ice time. And by the way, Dawson Mercer was robbed on a few grade A chances in last night's game. But, you know, that's beside the point. You know, there were a lot of players out there getting more ice time than uh, Jesper Bratt. And five out of our six defensemen also received more ice time than Jesper Bratt. So it raises the important question. Why is Lindy Ruff not giving Jesper Bratt at least 20 minutes of ice time similar to Jack Hughes? What is he doing with the line combinations? What's the overall thought process? Why are bottom six players like 
Eric Holla getting more minutes than Jesper Bratt. That's not a knock at Eric Holla, but Jesper Bratt is one of our better players. And when Ryan Novozinski asked that question, all Lindy Ruff said, oh, that's not enough ice time, and walked away and ended the press conference. Okay, I've been defending Lindy Ruff the past few months. I said, like, look, I, I'm not on the train for firing Lindy Ruff. I'm on the train for firing his staff and giving him another chance because I felt as though the younger players really thrived under his system. And, you know, you saw some big offensive productions from our baby big three. You saw some big career years for some players like Ryan Graves. You saw some glimpses of improvement from uh, young guys like Fabian Zetterlin, who came up from uh, the, the AHL. And once they got to the NHL, they were actually maintaining quite nicely. So I was always on board with Lindy Ruff returning as a head coach. But unfortunately, this is inexcusable. You don't have a legitimate answer as to why you're giving Jesper Bratt so little ice time. It's not a matter of him playing well or not. He was playing really well. Once again, Devils had two goals. And who got an assist on each of those goals? Jesper Bratt. Uh, there was a different urgency out there when he was out there. It seemed like that the New Jersey Devils were performing quite nicely. Why is why is Jesper Bratt getting such little ice time? And Lindy Ruff actually has a history of not really being favorable towards Jesper Bratt. And that's not a good look because it, it looks bad on Lindy Ruff. And it doesn't help Jesper Bratt's overall thought process if he wants to return to the New Jersey Devils. Because here's the thing, guys. I know Jesper Bratt said he's committed to playing with the New Jersey Devils for a long-term deal. And that he's going to try to work on it next summer. But... I am very, very cautious about just, you know, taking everything that Jesper Bratt has said recently into seriousness because a lot can change in a year span. And something like this could alter his decision because if he sees that he's not getting enough ice time compared to some of his fellow peers, especially look at some of the bottom six players who are getting more ice time than him. So I'm not trying to knock on Jack Hughes or Andre Pilat because they're arguably one of our better players, but Jesper Bratt should be registering as much ice time as someone like Jack Hughes, especially since Jesper Bratt is really helping the New Jersey Devils in that sort of aspect. And it, it seems like the Devils were a different team when he was on the rink for the better. So once again, we really got to do everything in our great power to keep Jesper Bratt happy. And if he sees that he's getting he's getting good numbers and he's not getting enough ice time, you best believe there's going to be a team out there that's going to tell Jesper Bratt, we're going to give you a high payday. We're going to give you a big role on the team. So, Lindy Ruff, you have a gift with Jesper Bratt. You need to use him because if you don't, there's going to be another team come next free agency period. I know he's a restricted free agent, but still, I know he said he's committed to signing long term, but a lot can change in a few months span. So do not – I know it comes from the word of, of this source, but – Still, you know, people can change their minds until his name, his autograph is signed on the dotted line saying he signed for a long term deal. He signed for like six or so years or five or three, whatever the case might be. I'm not going to believe that Jesper Bratt is committed to signing long term because it's a verbal agreement. And then for Lindy Ruff, like I I've been trying to defend you. I've been trying to say you shouldn't be fired. But if you say and do things like that, or, you know, saying lack thereof, like walking away from Ryan Novozinski when he asks you a, a legitimate question as to why Jesper Bratt's not getting ice time, maybe shed some light, okay? Maybe you can explain. Jesper Bratt is not doing this correctly, which is why he's not getting much ice time. 
I saw more potential from Eric Kala, and it seemed like that the, that our team was doing better when he was out there. Jesper Bratt doesn't know uh, where to position himself in this sort of circumstance. This is what was going on in practice. You don't have to go into full detail, but you need to just shed some light so that way we have a better understanding. And for someone like me, you know, I can have it also have a better understanding as to what your mindset is. Because I think I, I speak for all Devils fans when I say this, like, we don't get it. Why is Jesper Bratt not getting more ice time, especially since he's performing really well? And if Lindy Ruff continues to do things like that, I guarantee you he will be out the door within a month or two. And Andrew Burnett will take over as interim head coach for New Jersey Devils. So I really hope Lindy Ruff, uh, this was a wake-up call for him because he knows people like Ryan Novazinski. He knows other Devils media personalities. He knows that the Devils fan base, they're not going to take any prisoners, whether it's fair or not. You really got to step up your game in that sort of aspect. Now, for the final talking point in today's episode, we're going to talk about Miles Wood and what he said to Amanda Stein. So according to a recent tweet sent out by Amanda Stein, she said, and quote from Miles Wood, I'm just sick and tired of being on a bad team. That's the thing that stinks the most. Tomorrow is a must-win game for us, and it's my job to get the guys going. And once again, that was verbatimly said by, by Miles Wood. Now, I don't know how the question was framed, so I will give him the benefit of the doubt in that sort of aspect. But tomorrow is not a must win by any stretch of the imagination. So if we lose two games in a row, which we're bound to do during the course at some point during the year, then then our season is automatically over. This is what I'm talking about. The New Jersey Devils, as soon as they let up that fourth goal early on in period number three in the last matchup against Philadelphia Flyers, I knew they weren't going to win because you can tell from their body language, you can see from their urgency that they just had given up on themselves. And Miles Wood, even though I do peg him as a leader and I'm glad that he is taking initiative to try to improve the team and the roster, that is not how you say it. I, I Like I said, I don't know how the question was framed. I don't know, you know how it was presented to him. I would have to do more research in that sort of aspect, but that is not how you present yourself. That's not what a leader says in that sort of aspect guys tomorrow is not a must win okay we're going to be playing the Detroit Red Wings a, another team that has a lot of potential to do somewhat decent they have a lot of good pieces and the New Jersey Devils cannot sleep on their competition I made that same mistake but at the same time you know I do want the New Jersey Devils to I think the name of the game for the Devils is just to improve that's what I want to see like you know if we lose like one nothing in OT or a shootout and still get a point out of it I'd be somewhat satisfied because we fought hard. Unfortunately, you know, we just couldn't find the back of the net. Or, you know, losing five to one is different than losing two to three or something like that. It, it shows that, you know, the effort was there. It shows that it was a hard fought game. And unfortunately, it just didn't go your way. So Miles Wood is speaking like this is game 60 and the New Jersey Devils are in need of a few more wins. So I'm liking the urgency. I hope that lights a fire underneath them. But uh, Miles Wood saying that, you know, he's tired of playing on, on a bad team or, or things of that nature. The season hasn't even begun yet. And you're already assessing as to whether or not your team is bad after one game, one game, you are bound to get upset. You are bound to go on a losing streak. You are bound to just have one of those pathetic outings. I'd rather it happen early on than later on in the season. That's just me. So I don't like that sense of um, I, I just don't like that answer from Miles Wood. I think it was a terrible answer. And, 
quite honestly, the New Jersey Devils have a lot of things to work on. And we talked a lot, a lot of their issues in today's episode. We talked about their goaltending issue. We talked about Jesper Bratt and his minutes issue. We talked about Miles Wood and what he's been saying to the press. This season is going to be something. That's all I'm going to say. So let me know what you guys think in the comments below. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on a podcast streaming service, uh, let me know what you thought about the the overall game and how the New Jersey Devils have been responding to it. Curious to hear your guys' thoughts after today's episode. That's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Improvement is the name of the game for New Jersey.